Welcome back to the We Are Wavemakers podcast, where we explore the intersection of purpose, passion, and how it connects to holistic marketing for businesses. Presented by the Wavemakers Collective, we invite you to sit back and tune in to the conversations with experts from Southeast Asia on how businesses can apply the holistic marketing approach to grow their business. I'm your host, Nazira Hashim, and I'm excited to introduce our guest of the day, Malta Joa, who is currently the Senior Product Marketing Manager at eFishery in Indonesia. And his experience in Product Marketing Manager has made him have a major track record in driving business objectives and social impact. With his 10 years experience in startups and companies such as GoTo and Bukuwaro, and even working with media and consulting agencies and PR agencies, right, Malta? It's really yes, helped, him. <laughs> it's helped him successfully achieve plenty of business goals. So today, we'll be able to hear his thoughts on the past, present, and future of product marketing because we all want to know what's happening in this world of product marketing. It's different from just marketing, and uh, I want to know all about that. So welcome, Malta. Hi, Nazira. Thanks for your invitation. Thank you so much for taking sure. your time to join us today. I'll jump right into it. So one thing I know for a fact is like product in the world of startups, um, it's always evolving. And when it comes to marketing product like SaaS or whether it's a it's a platform, uh, you know, like the go-to products that, that are out there, there's so many um, things that it does for people, I would really want to know the landscape of product marketing in the world of startups. And when you first begin your career, has it changed since you started? I mean, it's a decade. Let's start with my first experience when I started my career in a product marketing for a different year. So back then, product marketing was often seen as a secondary support function with limited resources and narrower scope. So they only specifically just, for example, helping for launching the product, creating basic collateral marketing, and also preparing for acquisition and etc. However, over the years, the role of the product marketing has significantly evolved. Yeah, Today, it's a strategic cornerstone that spans from understanding customer insight to shaping the product narrative. So we also digging really deep about our customers. The first skill that we need to have uh, when you are become the product marketing is to become a research. You understand what customers' pain points. You know the broken journey of the your product itself. What are their aspirations related to your products? Do the products help our customers to solve their problems or not? So we are not just giving them that we are number one, no. What the value that we give to them is that we are their problem solver. So they know that they are sticky with us because we solve their problem. We help them with hustling, smoothen the process, helping to grow their business, for example, for B2B or even for the customers. We give them, such as in GoTo, uh, in Gojek, we help our customers to reach the area, for example, we talk about the transportations with a very private and you know the price exactly and very fast. That's the, the value that we are giving to our customers. And then we also need to understand about how to shaping the, the, the product narrative. I mean, the journey of the product is uh, we, we need to improve, right? 
that's why the innovations come because we hear, we keep listening what our uh, customers really hope to our products. And also we influence the development of the product. So when we get the insight, for example, that the customers need an improvement uh, related to our products, and then we give the summary to our uh, product team, the what design that we need to improve, is it just the minor, or even we can propose the new features. And then we also ensuring a successful go-to-market strategy. So how to increase this feature adoption to our customers, right? And then how to increase our customer acquisition and also how to retain our existing customers, how to make our churn customers come back to us, creating the promotion and also calculating what is the best, most efficient and most impactful strategy with the low cost budget to achieve the goal to our customers. So those things from the beginning that we try to get the insight from the our customers until we improve the product until how we communicate to our customers and then what kind of the promotion what kind of unique selling proposition that we need to give to our customers how we speak to them which channel that we use and how pace or the journey that we need to build to them and then measure it whether this is success whether this is need an improvement whether this is already efficient and then after all the metrics that we achieve, it go back again to the business level. Does this support the, our business become growing or make our company lessen their uh, expense of the company that we achieve the efficiency level? So at the end, that our role of the strategic as the product marketing will help our company to do two things. First, driving the innovations. Second, company growth. That's it. In a way, I would say as startups grow and scale, there's a lot of learning and actually tweaking the strategy along the way. And also, most importantly, like you said, listening to your customers' needs and really understanding what they want in their journey. As you know, and, and that's understanding, like you said, the pain points, right? A lot of times when you do product, you think that the customer benefit from this. But if you don't do your research, that feature might not even be useful and your dev team would have made it and it, it's a waste of uh, of investment, right? And then of course, mm -hmm. then it goes back to whether or not the customer wants to spend more, spend more money when they are using the product, when you create these features. And if they don't, then in the end, this, this is not the right fit for product. I feel like that what you described is such an important key takeaway for startups because in this day and age, as they're scaling, from our experience, sometimes they're thinking of features that don't necessarily need to be created right now. And it's about prioritizing as well. And so in my perspective, or rather in your perspective, how should a startup really develop with the dev team or rather as they know what the market needs, how do they manage that expectations of what to create first, knowing the fact that the market is requesting a specific or rather they need this particular journey in their in their sort of creation mode or, I mean or rather the development mode and then product can actually deliver that you know so how do you how do you balance that so to speak this is question should coming from the like a chief level uh, usually right 
rather or not we need to develop these features so this is such as uh, um, the, driving the innovation always related to what kind of the first thing value that we deliver to the customers and then the company also need to assess whether or not this will bring the growth to our company so sometimes this is quite challenging because the growth uh, the revenue for the company when we build these features is something that we say that uh, based on the an assumption based on the projection and etc but those assumption and those projection also need to be proven so let me tell you how this works yeah for example when we decide in 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 our fishery uh, we decide that we need to build a, a marketplace where the farmers usually only do transactions offline like they visit the store and they buy the feed for the fish or the shrimp like they they bring hundreds of kilos using their pickup and then driving to the, their home that's really pain points yeah for for them but the question is do they really want to shift thing from their current behavior from the conventional and and we need to move this shifting to the online so what happened is we need to do the listening to them right the assessment will be like how many our farmers that already uh, have a digital or tech savviness level quite high for example they are, they understand about the whatsapp they understand about some features they already know about the online banking and etc right so those perspective also need to be become our target audience right before we 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 test our product so when we test our product this idea that let's create marketplace uh, to these farmers yeah and then we create the product requirement documentations right prd and you already know about that right collaboration with the product teams with business team and etc that some requirements we get the insight that this farmer usually use their uh, smartphone and then yeah we uh, evaluate about the journey do they already uh, familiar with the marketplace such as uh, tokopedia or shopee and then yeah we learn make the similar journey for for the marketplace itself we have the delivery system we have the warehousing system we have the team to monitor all the stocks and etc and etc and then we develop uh, into figma like the the drawing of the apps and etc usually when when we came up with the figma design and we all or let's say we agree the journey will be, will be like this uh, they click journey a b and c until they do transaction and succeed we do evaluate to to them so after the first research to define the insight to them and then we test this vigma uh, that our features that will be developed not yet given to our engineer right and then we try to give them the pictures for example we have 10 farmers and show them if you want to do transaction which pictures that you want to click here 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 and if there is still a hassle for them of the broken journey then we will give some improvement from the figma itself that uh, the button we need to move to the center or to the left to right and etc until they they become familiar with the figma design itself and then we talk to the, our engineers if this is the smooth and the process right so if the the engineers say that okay uh, this is already good and yes let's good to go but it's not yet end to them but we need to do the sample so from the our core audience for example we have like uh 70,000 of our target audience for example of the farmers then we need to do sample pilot for for this test to, for the feature so we are not giving 70,000 to blast that hey this is we have the new features no 
but we need to monitor, for example, on a small, small, small scales of this audience. And then after the engine run the sprint, and then it's already done, already live, then we test pilot to this 10% or 5%. Yeah, the company can choose. But this first assessment is really important because in this session, we really get the data from our backend that do they really do transactions? Do they have a hassle from the conversion from the click to the button that they want to buy? Do they click uh, the product that they want to see? Do they put in a cart? Do they finish the transaction? Do they transfer the money? Those things become the assessment to the business team that, okay, this is the features. Now let's assess from the sample size. Okay, then we do projections. So based on the first projections, then we, after we do the sample, if the projection is really close or even better from the beginning that we assume that uh, this will generate the traffic, this will generate the transactions with amount of number, it will be proven with this small scale. And if the small scale success, then we will make it bigger. And we do the go-to-market, introduce them, and et cetera. Then this week, we talk about not only the innovation, but also the growth. That is exactly what I needed you to <laughs> tell the startups. <laughs> you know, it's it's really interesting that, you, you know, this process that you talk about, a lot of times when we consult the you know, up-and-coming startups, and they imagine that they want to create an app or a, or a web platform. The missing link is always have they tested their product even before it goes to, you know, actual market. And a lot of times it's a no because they assume there's a lot of assumptions. I mean, you know, the thing is like, I know their, their time is of the essence for them, um, you know, trying to scale and get funding, mm-hmm. etc. But I find that you know, a good product takes time. And it's so important for you to go through those steps that you just said in order to avoid more costs, actually, in the long run when you just launch it and hope for the best, right? So I think that that process is so important in product fit, product marketing, product development in a, in a startup world because assumption is, as we say, I mean, there, there's a saying that I, I always say, assumption makes an ass out of you and me <laughs> because you're assuming, right? And and so... Yes, correct. That's true. That's true. Yeah, as you know, they do invest uh, a lot to these new features and then recruit new teams to support these features and et cetera. But again, they forget when do they, they, they test this product that, for example, this product still need a lot of development or still need a lot of improvement. And then, yeah, when you do the marketing, most of the customer will churn. That's what will happen because you don't answer the, the problem, the core problem that our customers have, right? Yeah. For example, it could be the problem will be they don't satisfy with the quality of the product. That's yeah. the first thing, right? Whether or not that they satisfy that I need to, to get this product, let's say within a, a day, but you make it deliver in five days. Yeah. Who's going to come back into the transaction when you cannot commit with the promise of your product, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And this, this actually, I wanted to kind of jump into the question that I had as well, right? Today with, you know, technology and, and all the things that are available with AI and things like that, I did want to ask you, obviously in a startup, there are different functionalities of a team member. There is the product marketing, there is, um, you know, maybe the sales team, the customer support, all in the function of the organization. 
in order for a startup to actually run their product development along in tandem, you know, efficiently, how do you suggest these teams collaborate effectively? Yeah, this is also questions that every startup have a different strategy, right? Yes. Uh, product marketing in some startup, they put it under a product team. That's also correct. But, and also some company also put it them in a marketing under the marketing level. Yeah, that's not wrong either because uh, most of their job is to do the marketing rather than uh, development of the products. But the wrong decision is when you put the silo that the product team, uh, I mean, product manager teams working alone, developing their products without assessing from the beginning that they need to involve the marketing teams that how to develop these things, how to market these things, uh, what matters that we need to monitor and what clients uh, or customers really want about this. The challenge that always happening that when we develop the product, the subjectivity from our mindset sometimes become the main blockers, the main blockers, because you think that, oh, I think the customers understand about this language, that the this UI is already correct, the copywriting is already correct. And the journey, I understand about this, but they forgot to put their self as their customers. You don't talk to customers on your age that they graduate from the IT level or really understand about English and they work in a startup. No, we are talking about the customers who live in a rural areas that the education level only is elementary school, junior high school, that their smartphone only used, for example, for uh, WhatsApp and not internet banking, even the bank not still far away from, from them. You talk to this person and this hustle, sometimes the insight who get this experience is the product marketing because the product marketing usually listen and talk to the customers, right? They know the changing, how to speak to them and how to educate them. Those gaps usually happens in some of the startup I see. My suggestion is that when you develop the product, ideally in the first place, put the market product marketing side by side with the product manager teams. I mean, the product manager and also with the engineering team because you gain more insights from them. And then you gain the idea when you build the features before you spend the money, before you tell the engineers, before you cost the money for the cloud service, we still have the brainstorming times to assess whether the design before we launch into the features level already understand by the, our customers. Now, the most difficulty things is that to convince them if, yeah, if there's a, uh, there's an issue, like for example, the adoption rate is low, for example, we'll give the assignment to us that this is your job to educate to our customers like a small, small excuse, like we don't want to change our features. We just want to make sure that our customers adopt our product without never questioning that. Do you really understand the pain points of our customers? <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what you mean, because the thing is like we, when we work in our advisory section, in our collective, where we actually talk to the customer service team and also the marketing team and we talk to upper management 
directly trying to align their business goals. And it goes back to what you said earlier. Sometimes, I don't know if it's a leadership thing. It probably is a leadership thing. They allow the teams to work in silos. And this silo ends up becoming the breakdown of what the product becomes, which then is, as you said, a major catastrophe at times because <laughs> the teams are all unsure. And, and, you know, one team is communicating this and the other communicating the other. It needs to come together. And a lot of times what we notice is that the CEO or the lead, they miss out on hiring the person before the CEO and also to basically hold the customer service team, the marketing team, and the sales team all together in one, you know, one meeting or one setting where they come together and they work together with product to ensure that what the market needs is what they're testing and what it's being developed is actually aligned. It's got to be all aligned. And uh, it's uh, one thing we've learned actually when we did our trainings at Pace, uh, which is one of our training programs, is that sessions that develop um, team collaboration is so fundamental because that is the building blocks towards better communication. And I think like in the world of startups, a lot of times that's not the key focus because they're all about scaling. It's about showing proof of concept and things like that. But actually, even if you're in a lean team, I feel that communications is so fundamental and being able to collaborate as a team is is so important for the product to grow and do good you know to the market itself despite about the communication it's one thing uh but also we need to build a better sop absolutely process yeah yeah, process. yeah. in my in my experience i keep communicating with the leadership and also we have a in my previous experience we have a weekly session and etc but yeah they keep ignoring us that uh yeah invite us to your sprint invite us to your briefing invite us to your prd documents and let's discuss from there and let's have a better improvement from there before you decide to launch the product and then a few months later you say that i think these features need to be shut down no one's uh, adopt our features and etc that already you burn like billions of rupees there to develop these features <laughs> it's just like such a huge <laughs> of money <laughs> yeah you, you, and it's, also wasting the time right. and energy time is yeah. also money you know and yeah. i feel like um a lot of times we forget that yeah. the investment of time is such a valuable thing um and and that you cannot get back <laughs> so, yeah sure <laughs> um, sometimes the assessment coming like in one semester Sometimes they keep waiting, like, uh, why? No one adopt this product. Keep pushing the marketing. Keep pushing. Keep pushing the, <laughs> the ads and et cetera, et cetera. But you forget the value that your product doesn't meet the criteria of what our customers want. The journey yeah. is broken. And, yeah, you know. <laughs> That's such great advice, Malta. I really, really appreciate that. Okay, so I think, you know, as we are about to wrap up, I would love to hear your advice for a startup, you know, someone who's just starting out in product marketing, what would you give them advice given your history of knowing so much, you know, in your career? What's the thing you want to tell anyone who is going into product marketing when they're just starting out? Okay, so for folks for starting in a product marketing for a startup today, my advice would be multifaceted, right? The firstly that you need to immerse yourself in the entire product life cycles. Understanding the customer's journey is a fundamental. 
your customers will be the first one. And then you need to also listen to other teams who have the direct communication to them. For example, your sales team who go on ground and then your customer service, listen to what their complaints, listen to your social media teams who get the inbox from your customers, what they said and et cetera, and also your research team. That's the first thing that you need to understand. So when you can address what's wrong with your customers, you already solve more than 50% of your job as a product marketing, right? When you have the false assumption in the beginning, whenever you have the robust marketing activity and et cetera, it's not going to work because you have missed the beginning of the process. Secondly, embrace the data analytics. So it's really important. It's your compass in a seas of the possibilities where you develop the product, where you develop the features. You need to understand each of the, of the funnels. Is it works? Does the, the, your customer shifting from uh, one step to another step? Do they continuously do until the final step or there's a broken journey? So you understand when you close monitor to the metrics, you know what to do directly and whether you need to improve the product, tell them to improve these features or you need to improve your communication level. For example, you need to emphasize them that, hey, customers, remind them to do the next step of this journey. For example, your customer only seeing your product, but they don't do anything. So this is something wrong, right? So when you know that they're only seeing the product, so let's improve from them, not from the beginning again to give them the message, but hey, I see that you are looking this product. You give them the push notification. There's a, new, a promotion for the new customers. You can check out now. So that's part of the product marketing also. You need to improve the, the journey, but when you understand about the data analytics, it's there. And then the third one, is that you develop a strong cross-functional collaboration skill. So managerial skill that you listen to your business development team that this feature is not for pro bono, that the app develop for free, then how your company make a profit, right? <laughs> so you need to understand that this company is building the profit. You need to understand the business profit that does the, our, our features bringing the growth, bringing the revenue, or improve the cost ratio that bring the efficiency or not. And then also the product marketing uh, thrives on effective communications that you need to do what I say, product management skills, like you put you know, your calendars or in your uh, applications for the collaborations. I use ClickUp in my, my experience and also Asana. It's a product uh, management tools, right? Then when you develop these things, you can de deliver that this initiative will be done by A, this initiative done will be by the sales team, this initiative will be done by et cetera, et cetera. So this is need a very strong collaboration that you not only work on your team, but also need to success the monitor the other team, whether or not those teams do as what we brief, right? And then lastly, stay agile and open to change as the startup ecosystem is ever evolving. You know what? I ever in my experience, like the OKR can be changed like three times in one cycle, <laughs> like in three months, you keep changing. And then like, so what do you want me to focus on? <laughs> <laughs> and then a mindset of continuous learning and adaptation will be the strongest uh, assets. Yeah, because yeah, you cannot just keep 
persistent that I only believe that this is my OKR. I need to develop this thing. No, you need also to listen to the business development team. Maybe you know that this company will need to change their directions and etc. Then the product need to adapt also to there. So we we cannot keep pushing ourselves that no 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 we we business development team is not our part that uh, the company future about the growth is not our part no that's your job as the yeah. product marketing also yes. yeah identifying the gaps right yeah um, and, sure and just really... you need to make your company growth if yes. not yeah why you are there <laughs> exactly i mean you know um communicate it if you see the gaps say something you know yeah. um, very important i i highly agree with you and those are really great advice actually for anyone who's starting out i've got a you know the final question for you which is just really about the future of product marketing more in this in the realm of you know tech or rather the expansion of how teams can be more efficient and as you said agile do you see any like great excitements um for for the future of product marketing sure 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 so this is something that i dream of or believe that in like let's say in the next five years and i see that i envision that product marketing becoming even more central to startup success yeah as a technology advanced personalized experience will become a paramount and product marketing will play a pivotal role in a tailoring offering to individual needs so the product will be more customized so will be personalized based on your needs based on your customers of the the interest in my weekly basis of the tasks i really uh, highly use about the ai tools itself it really smoothens the process because imagine yesterday you only focus on one target audience nowadays you speak to more than like five personas persons different interests different needs and different etc it's today next day maybe you talk about even more i don't know 10 personas even more and have a specific needs that we need to to specific uh, of the predictions and the calculations we are not only based on uh, the product marketing if i say we are not only talking based on that whenever client have the request so how about if we build those needs if we know that when this needs coming for example i know that you will have a scheduled meeting tomorrow to the area for example uh, you are now in in indian pasar and you need to go to kuta and then i give you recommendation today hey uh, nazira uh, there's a promo for you today and i know i see that your your calendar you have a meetings uh, from your den pasar to to kuta bali so let's use the promo and etc imagine that's customer on the on the very customized level so the lines between the marketing the product and customer success will blur the further so requiring product marketers to excel in multidisciplinary uh, skills so in summary in furthermore as a startup expands globally product marketers will need to navigate diverse cultural nuances to ensure their products resonate on a global scale we are not only talking about in indonesia for example in fishery but we keep expanding how we speak to our customers for example in us that they want to buy the shrimp export quality from uh, from indonesia we need to speak to our customers in china that they are looking for the shrimp but different needs from the indonesia maybe in indonesia we understand about the shrimp is not used to be direct raw product but in other country they need uh, different things and and different industry that we need to to create so so this 
customize, personalize, and etc. That's become uh, the baseline uh, for the marketing. That when we build the product, we as the product marketing will have the strong advice. Even now, uh, Nazira in our team, we try to combine our free consultations in our app when farmers having the issue and the problems. We teach the the AI. I mean, similar to Chat GPT. But they can answer all your consultations related to the disease preventions of the products. So when you chat that, and then uh, our system can answer, oh, I, uh, let's give the pictures. And then the this AI tools can assess, oh, I think your stream got the disease A, B, C, and then you need to do treatment like this. And then we recommend you to use this kind of product. Oh, we have the promo. Click on these products. And then voila, the product <laughs> is already on your home in within uh, two days for example <laughs> product can anticipate and almost personal not almost personalize it because that's the hope yes, <laughs> and, yes. and be able to um support your customers needs i think we are on that way i think um with the you know with ai um as you said improving the efficiency of our own work i find mm. myself even having more time to come up with more efficient ways to optimize how we work with our clients or um exactly. what's a better way for our internal teams to work better um cuz i i think uh, at the end of the day efficiency is what we want instead of just kind of you know going one way because actually there are many ways to do things in this you know in any business it's just a matter of whether you're agile enough to think about these things and that's that comes from mindset like you said how willing are you to change and i think it's very important in product marketing for sure sometimes we see that uh whenever we we see the complaints complaint is not a negative thing absolutely that's a free advice for you to improve your products even more and yes. you need to appreciate yeah. each of the complaints nicely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we we at our agency, we do social listening for our clients. And we kind of hope that our clients utilize that information and actually improve on their product. And most times you do. But, you know, it's if there's too many complaints, you know, they have to take a step back and figure out what did they do? <laughs> what did, where did the product go wrong? <laughs> you know, and, and exactly. So it's, and I hope, hopefully as you, you know, you, what you're wishing will come through for them to be more efficient when they develop a product in the world of startup. So with that, I would like to say thank you so much, Malta, for coming on to the show. That wraps up our eighth episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, do give us a follow at wavemakers.co on our Instagram to stay updated on our latest episodes. Thanks for tuning in. Music.